Hello, everybody. Um, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. Um, and we hope you guys had a fun Halloween. Yes. This will be coming out the day after, so... Tag us in your costume pictures. We'd love to see your costumes. Yeah, we said that last time, too. Yeah, so. I'm just reminding, because it was yesterday, so maybe people haven't posted. Oh, you're saying, like, Halloween? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So, if you haven't, if you even if you have posted, you can still tag us, and so we can see your all your costumes. Or you can just send them to us if you don't want to tag yeah, us. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Whatever. We love to see the costumes. That's the best part of Halloween. Yeah. I still have just a smidge of a cough. It's like every now and then. It's yeah, not it's very, very sporadic and random. So well, and it's like it's only when you don't want to have it. Right. <laughs> totally. Um, I should have grabbed that Gatorade, but that's okay. I'll grab it before your episode. Okay. Um. So you want to talk about our little adventure? Our little adventure, really quick before we get going. Yeah, we certainly can. Yeah. So on Friday, which today's sunday the 30th so yes. friday the 28th. 28th um we did a little ghost and grave tour. it was called through yes. the wabasha street caves in st paul um and we got to you know go on a bus and drive around to a bunch of haunted places in st paul and they kind of told us some stories and some history behind it and um obviously some ghost stories mixed in there and then we also got to uh we got to get out at one went to two different graveyards um and we got to get out and kind of walk around at the second one for i don't know maybe 10 15 minutes yeah i was gonna say less than 20 for sure yeah so it wasn't a whole lot of time no which i think was our biggest complaint about the whole thing because i wouldn't even say it was a complaint i would just say like if we could give a suggestion which they yes. could give two shits about our suggestions but we would have liked to have been to uh explore a little bit more and i'm sure that they kind of keep it short because you know they want to be respectful of the cemetery and the people there and, and the, the people who have loved ones right. there right so i completely understand why it was short me too yeah it was really fun we got to learn history like i said um do you you so we went to for the people who are from the minnesota area or familiar with the saint paul area um we went to uh, (laughs) it it was like the the first one was like uh it's now an abandoned building but it used to be a old mansion where yeah the the mansion is no longer there it used to be a dry cleaner yep like that's what's the abandoned building as a dry cleaner yep where um a husband was found murdered and then we went to still unsolved yes um the oldest unsolved murder in minnesota they said uh i thought they said in the cities oh in in st paul you're right yeah yeah because i think the oldest is like a young child or something um and then the restaurant, do you remember what it's called? Is it Faux Pas? Yeah, Faux Pas. Faux, four, it sounded like when he said really it. really fancy. When he said it, he, it sounded like four paws. Like yeah, yeah. a dog has four paws. And so. I've heard of the restaurant many times before. I've heard about it being haunted many times before. That's interesting. It's no longer open anymore. It's um, on a really cool house, though. Yeah, it's a very old house. What is your son doing? Oh, he's, he's chewing a bone. Oh. Um, 
so we went there and then headed up to summit avenue yes and stopped at a few of the mansions along there yep including the governor's mansion which was cool mansion i'm probably gonna miss some we went to a lot of spots we did and neither of us was writing it down which we really should have we should have done yeah but i don't think either of us thought of it um concordia was next yes hamlin Um, yep i was gonna say that one of the other colleges concordia hamlin um state fairgrounds yep there was one other like random building that we drove by that they told the story about the ghost in the office oh yeah it's like a a business now it used to be like something with sheet metal i think yeah something like that Um, or aluminum something and then it was the two cemeteries. Yes. Rose. Roselawn. Roselawn. I want to say Rose, it's Roselawn. Roselawn feels right. And then I don't even remember the name of the one we actually got I out at. I don't either. Um, so, yeah. It was pretty cool. We posted a video on our... I did video and then a bunch of pictures of the places that I took, mostly from the bus and then some right. from the graveyard. Um, the lights in the background of the graveyard are not spirits oh yeah those are their actual lights um they told us that it's so there's a lot of Hmong population yes. in um mini minnesota we actually cities, have the largest Hmong population in the country here uh and they they say that um you know they put those little like lights up at their loved ones graves yes. um yep. as part of their it's a cultural cultural, cultural traditions yeah and stuff yeah that they said so yeah those are not spirits no but It'd be really cool if they were. Yeah. Um. So, and, you know, she had her little ghost meter detector. My, and, oh, you want to tell your... What is that thing called? I always forget. EVF? EMP. EMP. Where it measures the... Yeah. EVP? No, that's a voice. Whatever. Damn it. I always forget what it's called. But so, yeah, I was... We were walking and I was using that and... um. EMF, I think, is what it is but I'm not positive. It like, it like measures electricity and it's got lights on it that go from green all the way up to red. Yeah. You'll see, you can see it in the video. Yeah. And so we were walking around and just kind of like over by, wasn't it like a, the, um, one of the tree stump graves for like the orphan children or whatever. I don't think it's orphan children. I thought it was like children. I thought it was like the orphan kids or something. To be honest, we didn't really listen to much at the graveyard because we were more focused on, um, trying to catch something trying to yeah but <laughs> i think it was just children i don't okay. think i knew it had something to do with had anything to do with orphans but they make their grave their gravestones look like tree trunks yeah. essentially yeah and they're probably about eight feet tall seven feet tall somewhere in that range they're taller than we are yeah um and like on my back right side like by my waist for sure thought Emily was like she like had grabbed my side to like tell her tell me where she was and then I like turned and looked and she was in front and to the left of me and I said uh I think I just got touched and she went uh nope I'm out I'm leaving you I'm leaving bye yeah I had to walk away at the <laughs> so when you watch the video Emily is easing her way back towards me with her nervous dancing feet and it's very funny <laughs> yeah all you see are your your like white shoes I know um actually they were they were lavender oh excuse me i'm so sorry you're i should have just said your light shoes yeah um (laughs) yeah so other than that i mean we had got some kind of cool like 
like i guess electricity measures yeah something it, you said you hadn't seen it go to red before no so. not especially not when i was walking like when i was walking every now and then it would like bump up to like the first yellow mm-hmm. but even when i like jumped with it in my hands it wasn't going that high except for when it seemed like something was around or touching it maybe yeah so um there's also a civil war section yes that was was really neat so um i would recommend doing the tour i would too it was really cool i believe they only do it in october um maybe they start they might start end of september but i think they want it to be dark so they have to wait until it gets you know because our tour started at seven so yeah um yeah, highly recommend doing it. It was and super cool. If you haven't been to the Wabasha Street Caves, those are super cool I too. I need to do that eventually. I just did the Lost Souls tour there a couple weekends ago, and it was pretty fun. So, and both of these were with the uh, famous Uncle Tom True. Yeah. <laughs> so, we just thought we would share our little experience yeah. um, before we got into the episode today. So, there you go. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? No. Okay. Um, so today I'm going to be doing something a bit different than what I've normally done. Okay. And I have taken my inspiration this week from season three of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. I have not started watching it yet. No. Okay. So anyone who has watched that season or has read the title of this episode, (laughs) because you'll know exactly what you're going to be listening to. Okay. Um, We'll know what I'm talking about, but I kind of think this topic is long overdue. Okay. And today I'm going to be talking about UFO sightings. In nice. The so, I thought I thought you really hated aliens. I thought you were like, well, yeah, we can, we'll, we can or talk is that, about it. Okay. It's not that we'll 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 get over it. We'll we'll talk to it. Okay. But I do want to hear. Like what your thoughts are on aliens and in general afterwards, or do you want to do it before or after? Okay, I can go. We can go now. Okay, this is gonna explain something for you. Oh god. Um. Okay. So when we were children, since I'm the oldest, I was allowed to babysit you and Allie, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So whenever I would babysit, you guys would go to bed. And I would stay up and I would just hang out in mom and dad's room. Because if I fell asleep, they had like a TV in there and I could just fall asleep in their bed. And they'd just like wake me up. I never did. But um, one time I was like scrolling through the channels and I was probably 13, maybe younger. And I came across this documentary uh, about aliens. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And so I started watching it and then I scared the shit out of myself. Because I was not, I'm not into like the scary movies and I don't, you know, I just don't like that kind of stuff. Uh, And so that is why I don't like windows at night is because in this documentary, they said that they were abducted out of windows at night. And so that's why whenever we stay at a hotel, I want to be by the door. I don't want to be by the windows. (laughs) So, I mean, there you go. (laughs) Teach their own. I have a weird, like, I don't have a clock in my room, and I refuse to have a clock in my room. Yeah, I knew that. And that's because of... And you have a... And I have... Least favorite animal. I have a least favorite animal, which is owls from the same movie. I don't even remember what the movie was called, but 
it's like one of those ones where they had like a documentary on one side and then they had like an actor portrayal on the other mm, side okay so like a reenactment yes type. like it was the real footage on one side and a reenactment okay and every like night at three thirty three, i don't know if we've ever explained why i don't like owls but in, <laughs> in, in alaska the owls are actually aliens and it sounds really dumb when i say it now <laughs> but the, the movie makes sense but it was like but it's like it was like a traumatic experience for you so it just and so i don't keep a clock in my room because i don't want to know what time it is right if i wake up in the middle of the night i don't want to know if it's between the hours of three and four i don't want to know about it (laughs) (laughs) um and i don't like owls because that movie convinced me that they're actually aliens would would you be willing to post the video you sent to our family because yeah i would post it okay it's straight like one of my favorite you'll things. see the panic in my eyes it's, so i'm like how much i hate owls like and you hear it in her voice because she goes oh fuck yeah <laughs> um so do i believe owls are, or owls aliens are actually real like yeah i believe that there's obviously something out there do it would I be pretty believe? ignorant of us to just just say that we're the only things right, right? do i believe that um they are like the what so we stereotypically think they are no and i also kind of have a hard time believing that they just come and like check up on us every once in a while i mean would you care what we were doing no i certainly wouldn't i don't i don't care what they're doing right so like i'm not gonna go there and be like what are you doing let's kidnap you i don't care right and i don't even think they kidnap people you don't think there's abductions or anything god i feel like i'm like walking myself into like a trap here <laughs> i mean maybe it's just like why yeah i, I don't know what would be to like study humans my hard thing is that like there are so many stories and people swear up and down that it happened and it, it feels unfair of me to believe in ghosts or like to be more willing to believe in ghosts or whatever and then just absolutely refuse that these experiences that people are having with aliens are fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like if I have an open mind about one thing, I should probably have an open mind about another. Right. And like I said, I completely, and I mean, maybe they are coming and checking in and being like, Hey, what's up? Um, yeah. Maybe. Who knows? But <laughs> I was just curious on what your thoughts were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm willing to, have an open mind about it, I guess. Uh, do I necessarily believe in them? I would say I'm more willing to believe in ghosts than I am aliens. Um, and see, I, I believe I would say I believe in them equally. Okay, it's just like certain aspects of things that I don't really like. You know, me and you are very skeptical of orbs. orbs. Yeah, you should post those pictures from the caves. Okay, on our instagram too so maybe i would be a little bit more skeptical to like alien abduction yeah okay you know what i mean yeah i'm not saying they don't exist so like you're just you're more willing to pick and choose what parts of it you believe yeah okay um okay okay so for this episode we're going to be talking about kind of one main event that happened in michigan um and then some kind of smaller events around the midwest because believe it or not it's actually really hard to find information about ufo sightings like you can find a lot of ufo sightings but it's like so and so spotted a 
light in the sky and could not identify it like it doesn't give it's not like it was a broader saucer information. and then this happened and it had this shape to it or whatever yeah there's and, one and that some of them shockopee. and some of them do have that but it's like it's like you know you can't write that much about do you have the shakopee walmart i don't story? talk to any about any minnesota ones oh girl there's one from shakopee there was like a video oh um where like people saw a ring of several lights over this walmart I'll have to see if I can find it and send it to you later. Maybe don't. <laughs> it, it wasn't scary. I, was, um, I think it was just the reflection of the lights off the clouds. So I'm going to have a couple, you know, like this one is the main one. And then we'll talk about some like ones that I could find a little more information on, but still couldn't find that much information on. So, okay. Um, and if you have any UFO stories and you'd like to share with Do us. Do you? No, I'm talking to the listeners. Oh. The listeners, send them my way. You were looking at me and I was like, what? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, so our story starts back on March 8th, 1994, on the shores of Lake Michigan near the cities of Holland and Grand Haven. Um, on this night, the local police department were flooded with over 300 calls, all reporting the same thing, in that in the sky there are multiple floating objects with extremely bright spot-like light spotlight like lights damn say that, say that five times, times fast. fast floating in the sky one witness cindy pravada was standing in her kitchen talking on the phone when all of a sudden a bright light started flooding through her windows then this was around like 9 30 ish okay uh when she looked outside she saw four very bright lights hovering in the sky above the horse pasture in her backyard she said that one of the things that stuck out to her the most was how extremely quiet the four objects were. She said that they were so quiet that um, she actually had a horse that was grazing in the pasture. Yeah. That they were, it was literally right above. And the horse was like, didn't even see them. Or oh, damn. Didn't even like react or anything. Wow. Um, she also stated that the lights were so bright she couldn't really see past them. So she couldn't see like what was on the other side so like with a car headlights yeah. you can see the shape of the car behind the headlights if they're not like those super super annoying led brighter than the sunlight right um okay Cindy said that the four objects stayed hovering over her pasture for around 30 minutes or so before one just started off in one directions and the others then formed into a very dis- distinct triangle pattern um they hovered for a little while longer and then they all shot off and disappeared okay that's when another witness holly graves her husband and her children also witnessed the i believe they had three they saw three bright lights um hovering in the sky holly and her husband had already gone to bed for the night and her children were just like hanging out in the living room okay when all of a sudden like her kids were like oh my god you have to come see this you have to come see this and it was just like 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 literally like someone was shining a spotlight into their house jeez um so at this point holly called 911 and you can hear her uh 911 call on the unsolved mysteries episode it's kind of cool actually because i was like netflix with their unsolved mystery episodes they i googled and i was able to find like they put in a dropbox the police reports and like transcripts oh like 911 call transcripts so i was able to actually like read through 
that stuff, which was kind of cool. That's really cool. Um, so she states on 911 that there's some unusual lights in the sky, and she just asked for someone to come out and check and see what was going on. Okay, fair. Um, that's when Officer Jeff Velthaus showed up to the Graves' house, um, and he saw Holly and her husband, Daryl. Well, it's her ex-husband now, but he was her husband at the time. Daryl in the front yard, and Daryl had binoculars on, and he was kind of, like, looking at the objects in the sky, trying to kind of, of course figure out, was. you know. <laughs> I know. It was so funny because... How Midwestern of him. I know. It was <laughs> It was funny because in the episode, she was like, yeah, so, uh, you know, with the th- bright lights, and they were crazy, and, you know, of course, so Daryl was like, let's all go outside. So we all went outside to get a closer look, and I'm like, okay, I would be like, let's friggin' head to the basement. Like You're like, okay, crawl space, here I come. <laughs> yeah, like, completely different um in the police report officer Velthaus states that daryl saw the objects in the sky um he said at one point they had like merged together and then all separated again um the lights were white red and green and uh one person on 911 described it like it looked like a almost like a string of christmas lights obviously not like strung together yeah that's kind of what it looked like um and so officer Velthaus was like yeah this is weird never seen anything like this before so i'm gonna try to follow them yeah keep my eye on them because at this point they had left again okay um and he also called his dispatch and asked them to get a hold of the weather station in muskegon to see if they could determine what these objects were uh because the weather station has a radar okay so they can see like it, like planes weather planes helicopters yeah stuff things like that. like that okay um probably drones now probably oh god could you imagine <laughs> uh so the weather station oh sorry um many callers had started to state that the objects were starting to head kind of more south over lake michigan okay and at the Muskegon weather station, radar operator Jack Bushongs was watching the objects head southwest towards Benton Harbor, which we have talked about. Have talked about a few times. Yeah. Um, and he was just as confused as everyone else was. Um, and it's so interesting to like hear because obviously they have the recordings of the dispatch and him yeah. too. And he, like, it's just the uh, confusion in his voice as he's watching these objects on the radar. He's like, oh, my God, what is that? Like, what is, like, you can just tell he's, like. Just as confused as everybody yeah, else. Yeah, flabbergasted. That's, that's crazy. So he was watching the objects on the radar go from, like, two to three to four within a matter of seconds. And then they'd go back to three. And then they'd go back to two. And then they'd go up to five. And then it would oh, come back to three. Weird. Um, And he could tell by the, way, by the way that they were acting on the radar that they weren't planes. Yeah. And they definitely weren't, like, weather balloons or any sort of, like, weather system or anything. Okay. Um, But he couldn't tell, like, what exactly they were. He said they were bigger than... Like, a plane on a radar shows up as, like, a very small dot. These were showing up as, like, blobs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Jack would observe the three objects, say, in a triangle formation. Um, when one would move, another would move into, the, like, formation again. So it would always, like, 
stay in this triangle formation interesting um the objects stayed within 50 kilometers of each other and were separated by about 5,000 feet in height uh jack was saying that the objects were moving about 20 miles in approximately 10 seconds and at one point they moved as fast as 72,000 miles per hour whoa what to put that in perspective you that would be like flying from new york to la in two minutes Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Um, that'd be nice. Right. You'd pass out from the G2s, but that'd yeah. be nice. <laughs> um, so this went on for a few hours and, you know, the officers were just chasing these lights all over the county, trying to figure out what they were. They didn't have f- camera phones or anything back then. Right. So, you know, nobody, nobody caught any picture or video, which kind of sucks. I would have loved to like yeah see a picture or video um and then as quickly as they appeared they disappeared um jack at the national weather station did state that he contacted the ufo ufo headquarters in washington dc and they were um taking a look in things at things but to this day no one has ever been able to explain what happened that night in 1994 in michigan wow isn't that interesting that is really interesting the episode was really good I would. Ha- it's the second one. I highly recommend watching it. I do want to watch the this season. The season. I just haven't gotten to it yet. To be honest, I watched the first half, and then I tried to watch the second half before you got here, and then I fell asleep for like two and a half episodes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you. I had, didn't finish. You had it a late yet. night last night. Yeah. So. so, I will finish it eventually. The episode, but yeah. Um, so far so good okay we're gonna move on now um let's go ahead and talk about a few other ufo sightings in the midwest um we're gonna move over to the state of wisconsin next now these stories are gonna be a little bit more short and sweet because like i said not a lot of in-depth information right on them because it otherwise it would probably be an identified flying object and not an unidentified one good point so first in downtown milwaukee between the years of 1896 and 1897 residents reported seeing large objects in the sky they moved quickly and quietly and residents could track these objects um actually in the newspaper (laughs) from milwaukee to chicago oh interesting so like milwaukee put it in their paper and then like a day later next yeah chicago um there's also been also been a shit ton of sightings of ufos near and over lake superior many people in the 1960s and 1970s reported seeing saucer shaped objects that move quickly and quietly in the sky and are you noticing a pattern of quickly and quietly yeah also do you remember when i did that one about the great serpent yeah that's by a uh, great lake too but it's ohio so it's not superior obviously but I just think that's really interesting that, like, it's around the Great Lakes, too. Like, that's another little... Well, I did that whole episode on the Great Lakes. Yeah. I'm just saying, I just think it's interesting that, like, they seem to be kind of all... It's that all over the, you know... And then Benton Harbor was another Great Lake. That's yeah. Michigan, so... I think. Yeah. Like, um. It is. Um. One of the weirdest sightings in Wisconsin have on on April 18th, 1961 in Townsend, which is located in Oak 
Oconto County, Wisconsin, to a 60-year-old man named Joe Simpton. On the morning of April 18th, Joe had just sat down for breakfast before heading out for uh, a day of work as a plumber. Joe claimed that he saw a bright silver saucer hovering over his property. He claims that the object was 12 feet from top to bottom and 30 feet in diameter. Um, This is when Joe claims that a hatch opened and a man came down from the flying object. The man was dressed in a black two-piece suit, and according to Joe, he looked Italian. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Italian over there. Yeah. Uh, there were also two other men who stayed inside of the ship. When the men got off the ship, he, when the man got off the ship, I should say, he handed a jug to Joe and motioned that he wanted it filled with water, uh, which Joe complied with. What a nice guy. He handed the jug back to the man, and at that point, one of the two that was still in the ship reached out and handed Joe, Kevin, you guess, what did the alien hand to Joe? Gold. Three small pancakes. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, the pancakes were one inch, inch thick and three fourth inches in diameter. At that point, the man returned up the hatch of the ship and it flew away. Where do you think he got the pancakes from? <laughs> Great question. He was making they like, them. They That's like why sl- they needed the water for the pancake mix. <laughs> they stopped somewhere else and some got, supermarket. And, yeah, and somebody some quick. Like they traded something else for the breakfast of yeah. the pancakes, and they tried the pancakes. They're like, eh, we don't like these. Um, Joe decided at this time to keep the incident to himself, but a few days later, he decided that it was important to tell the local authorities what had happened. Fair. This brought a bunch of other people to investigate, including the United States Air Force and the National Investigation Committee Committee of Aerial Phenomena. Ever heard of them? I hadn't. Yes, maybe. Um, one of the podcasts I listened to has done a couple of alien episodes, so... The pancakes which Joe had kept were taken for testing. Yeah, he didn't eat them. I wouldn't either. <laughs> and were found to be made of things that were of, um, quote, earthly origin, end quote. Yeah, they stopped for breakfast somewhere and, and didn't like them. <laughs> with this, Joe and his story were dismissed as a hoax. Um, Joe came back and though and he argued that he didn't have any reason to make this up and he didn't and he said that he regretted even telling anyone of the encounter in the first place. There were also there was also a man who lived one mile from Joe who claimed to have seen the same object fly through the sky around the same time. Interesting. So. I feel like that's not something I would lie about. Like, you know, because like people are gonna be like, haha, this dumbass. Pancakes, yeah, like what? Yeah, like what? Yeah. So I feel like he's probably telling the truth. And if he's not, it was like a really convincing dream. Yeah. Um a couple more sightings before I go ahead and end this episode. Um, we're gonna move to Illinois where in two thousand six, twelve United Airlines employees all reported seeing a disc above the O'Hare airport. That then abruptly climbed and punched a perfect hole in the clouds before disappearing. Weird. On Halloween night of 2004 in the town of Tinley Park, which is roughly 30 miles from Chicago, 77 people all reported seeing the same thing. Um, Three red lights floating in a horizontal line and evenly spaced. 
The lights were way too big to be an aircraft. The lights were also seen from five different neighboring towns. They just hovered there in that horizontal line for about 20 minutes until they just shot off and disappeared. And finally, in 2000, police officers in southern Illinois received a call from a trucker who had seen a massive arrowhead-shaped craft hovering low in the sky. It was more than two stories high and as big as a football field. When the officers arrived at the location, you can hear their shock and awe over the radio as they described what they had just witnessed. That's huge. Yeah, really big. I like when they give me things that I can visualize. Like, Like the five kilometers or whatever. I have no idea how far that is or how long that is or, you know. So, like, when you say, like, ten football fields, I can be like, oh, damn. You know? Yeah interesting so there's my episode on ufo sightings in the midwest obviously there's like a million more yeah there's so many ufo sightings um it's just not something you can find a whole lot of information on like there's just lots of stories it's just like there's not a lot of detail Detail. to the stories Right. right like okay i could sit here and read probably a hundred different ufo sightings but it would just be me reading off so-and-so at this day saw this so-and-so at this day saw this so-and-so at this day saw this right you know what i mean right so okay i don't want to do that and i don't want to bore people no i think that could get kind of tedious for everybody yeah so that is my episodes um again if you have any oh i'll do my sources really quick but if you have any stories that you want to share with us on ufos please feel free to do so um my sources for this episode were www.freep.com um and then i put the dropbox in there but that's uh where i got all the stuff from netflix okay if you just google netflix unsolved mysteries you will find everything in there cool um www.wxpr.org www.blaze.tv www.wuwm.com history.com and the chicago news tribune all right our socials are mw madness podcast on instagram that is also our email and midwest madness podcast group on facebook awesome well hope you guys had a great weekend week have a great week (laughs) and weekend and we will talk to you next tuesday bye